forces of darkness and the treasonable maggots who collaborate with them must, can, and will be wiped from the face of the earth. We must crush them. We must smash them. We must stamp them out. We, the people of Oceania, and our traditional allies, the people of Eurasia, will not rest until the final victory has been achieved. Death to the eternal enemy of Oceania. Death! 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 Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Well, it's afternoon here. I don't know where what time it is where you are. But this is another episode of The Idiot's Perspective. I am Matt Noto. We have sitting next to me the very lovely Joe Rice. Oh, thank you, sir. How you been? Okay. The we, Vanna White of uh, yes. unlistened to podcasts. I actually, you know, every vowel I highlight and use my arms in a, in a manner which highlights the vowel. <laughs> okay. I, I can imagine you using some sort of, you know, in gesture. In a white dress. In a white yeah, dress. Some sort of gesture that like, accentuates the bowel. Well, it's the, it's the white dress that really caps the entire look well, off. Stop wearing white. You're not fooling anyone. Mm, it's after Labor Day, right? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, folks. We're glad you're here. Uh, we want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's post-Thanksgiving. Yes, it's post-Thanksgiving, but it's close enough, and uh, we should be releasing this one anyway today, most likely. And, yeah, uh, it all goes as planned. And it's a couple days after Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving, and we hope that you had a good one, ate well, and uh, what else? Yeah, because the way things are going, it may be your last good feed for a really long time. Yeah, so what are we doing today, Matthew? Uh, something actually very serious. Yes, it is serious. Uh, we actually watched a movie. Yeah, we cuddled up on the couch with popcorn <laughs> and Haagen-Dazs, and we watched a uh, uh, internet movie, <clears throat> excuse me, which is currently playing on Rumble called Died Suddenly. Yeah. And um, it's not a rom-com. It's uh, about uh, a phenomenon that seems to have coincided with COVID, which is uh, people who yep. suddenly die for no explainable reason. No apparent reason. Now, we've spoke about this uh, on several occasions because how could you ignore it? You know, I mean, listen, what, for what we do, we're not, you know, we're not really news or anything like that. But we re we rely on the news cycles to, you know, make these podcasts yeah. and what going, what's going on in the world. And when, We've touched on this in several different um, ways, actually. We, we spoke about the excess death that's occurring, which is actually higher than um, COVID when we had COVID in 2020, 2021. And a lot of the uh, underlying factors that are that are seem to be playing out, like um, young people just suddenly dying. Yeah. Thus, the name died suddenly. Now, for as far that as... That was clever. Yes. <laughs> clever marketing. That's what you get here. You yes. Get, uh, yes. Clever, clever sort of wordplay. Well, you know, it's it's high opinions, low information you, from the, the yeah, idiot's perspective. Much. So um, That's why it's called the idiot's perspective. Yes, yes. So uh, the movie in itself was put together pretty well. Um, as far Soundtrack as the, was slamming. Yes, yes. When you open with Pink Floyd, you know, you can expect... <laughs> Yeah. Nothing but the highest quality. But um, to, to be serious about it, um, 
just to give you a little synopsis of uh, what this movie is about, um, it it seems to revolve mostly around the phenomenon of um, otherwise healthy people dying and the coincidence of their having been vaccinated against COVID. Yes. And they're dying in some rather unique and very strange ways that we've talked about before. Mm -hmm. Um, Myocarditis, um, massive blood clots. Yeah. Um, This this movie um, went into depth on the blood clots using uh, a lot of morticians and embalmers as the uh, source for this. And wow. You know, now listen, I watch a lot of documentaries. I am a filmmaker. I've made documentaries. Nothing of you know any value but you know uh we all dream don't we anyway uh, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah but joe's documentaries is sort of the kind of things that should not be seen in polite society because yeah, they probably. usually involve something like filleting a panda or uh, finding <laughs> interesting ways to abuse children no stop that's horrible that's uh, horrible yeah well tell the 15 kids in the basement that are duct taped so to the radiator right now. Uh, listen, I, I'm sorry. You, it's I not us- true. I usually like to joke. It's only ver- twelve. Like anything's on the table. Yeah. But lately, through the course of where the society is going, I don't. I generally don't joke about children any longer in that aspect. No, we shouldn't. Um, you know, bad Matt. No, bad. I'm just you know because I've I've decided that that's a hill I will die on protection of children. Yeah. I have children of my own and. You know, it's you know it's rough. They don't live with me, so it's it's very rough, especially around the holidays. And you know, they're twelve hundred miles away. Yeah, well, so that's it's not always you like them. Well, <laughs> it's not always uh, you know I'm not always able to see them on the holidays and such. <clears throat> and but anyway, um, so it's a hill I, I decided to die on. And um, yeah, I don't like joking in that manner. Okay, I'll but stop. Pretty much anything else is on the on the table. You know. Oh, okay. Sorry. But I had to just clear that up. Okay, so know, cruelty out. to animals is okay. Sure. So, all right. Yeah, you got to do something to ease the boredom. Yes. Um. So basically, the the movie went into depth with the um, with the blood clots. Now they're clots. They're specifically not blood clots. They seem to be some fibrous material, sort of. I mean, um, there was there were parts when they would pull the clot out, and there would be a blood clot attached to it. Right. But these things themselves are not actual clots. Yeah. I believe there was a um, doctor at uh, University of Texas uh-huh. who analyzed some of these things. We 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 talked about this once before. And yeah, these clots specifically, mm-hmm. they're very long. They yeah, can, some of them have been recorded as being two or three feet long. <laughs> in your body, uh, in your body. This is these yeah. are in your veins, and um, what they become is uh, this sort of white fibrous substance which is uh, almost impossible to flush out of a vein. They, yeah. they essentially have to pull them out with uh, some kind of tool when they're embalming you. Yeah, now that's how they found it. They yeah. were having problems embalming people. Right. And and I'm sure that people have had blood clots before, and but this is something that they've never, ever seen never before. Seen, and and not, this, not this with this kind of frequency as, yeah. as well. Yeah. But here's an interesting fact about these things. The the doctor who did some uh, preliminary research on these um, Mm -hmm. found that unlike a normal blood clot, um, these things seem to be totally devoid of vital nutrients like iron and potassium. Mm. 
And um, unlike a normal blood clot, which would um, be red yeah. when it comes into contact with oxygen, these things are white. Yeah, yeah. And, and, then, and when they pulled them out, they were white. And then, like I was saying just earlier, the a- actual blood clots that were forming at the ends of these things. Right. So whatever this is, is, is causing blood to start clotting because it's blocking up the arteries and the veins. And- right. And even when they do have <clears throat> uh, free-flowing blood, um, they have these little particles in them that they're calling microclots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. It looks like the, the liquid is full of uh, coffee grounds or sand or some yeah, sort that's what of they were fine saying. particles. Yeah. It's like dirty blood. Yeah. Yeah. Which was very, very It's strange. very disturbing. If you're going to watch this, and you really should. Yeah. Um, be prepared to see some really gruesome stuff. Yeah, I I, I actually was eating, so I fast forward some of some of the uh, you know scenes. Uh-huh. Um, it, it was just reiterating what they had already spoken about, so I didn't lose anything by by just fast forwarding slightly. Yeah, I purged before. Uh, so, nice, nice. It's know, always cause... good to purge. Did you purge before we did the show? Uh, yes, as a matter of fact. But good, <clears throat> good. Not the contents of my stomach. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I rubbed one out on the way here with some traffic. You know how that goes. Yeah. So anyway, um, I thought the documentary was uh, put together pretty well um, from a, you know just a standard documentary format. Um, it was good. I enjoyed it. Camera cuts were good. The, the music was very good. And uh, generally, you can knock me out of a documentary within 10 minutes if it's not put together well. Right. This I sat through the, you know, just about every minute, aside from the fast-forwarding of certain scenes. Um, so as a filmmaker, it was put together very well. And, um, you know, that was one of the, the key pieces to uh, watching the entire thing. I think it was an hour and eight minutes or something like that. Yeah. And, um, and it's it, time well spent. Yeah, it was very well put together. And it just tied in all these things to, you know, the, the vax, which seems to be the cause and the highlight of why this is all going on now. Well, um, they, they didn't actually identify the vaccines as, the COVID vaccines as the cause. But yeah. there was enough coincidence between uh, early death, these clots, and people having been vaccinated yeah. and boosted Yeah, that it starts, to, it starts to look like they're all connected. Yeah, very much so. Now, I mean... I, you, there's nothing else that explains the, the timing of this. Well, there's there's nothing that explains it that we know right now. Yeah. But that seems to be the obvious um, place to start looking. Yeah. Is uh, COVID and, and the vaccines now, that were developed to uh, is, combat it. Yeah, this isn't our first um, pandemic of no. a virus. So we've autopsied bodies in the past. Um, we have... You know, some years, 50,000 people die of the flu, mm-hmm. which is, you know, what's, I don't, is, is it a novel virus? Is it is it the same family? Um, <clears throat> all right. As far as I know, including COVID-19, there were seven coronaviruses out of thousands of them, by the yeah. way. Yeah. So this, we, we've beings. seen this before. And if people right. were dying with these fibrous clots from the actual right. virus itself, now, we would have known this. Now, corona- That's my point. Yeah. Well, coronaviruses are usually a precursor to influenza uh-huh. or uh, other respiratory ailments like SARS, MERS, <clears throat> uh, pneumonia, tuberculosis. Mm-hmm. All right. So the, the chances are pretty good that if you have the flu, you had a coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Most coronaviruses by themselves are not very uh, deadly. Yeah. 
Only, only when you stick the infirm and elderly and right. people with comorbidities into tight spaces, right. so that's when it gets the, out of control. The two, main, the two main culprits are coronaviruses and rhinoviruses. Mm-hmm. Right. Rhinovirus is basically where you get a, a head cold. Yeah. Right. Rhino being uh, Greek for nose. Isn't it? Isn't it weird? So, so we we were talking briefly before we started the podcast, and you know, we discussed how this is you know, the epitome of all the. Um, conspiracy theories wrapped into you know one big hour and eight minute documentary. Right now, um, you know, can we step further with this? I mean, listen, I I I don't want to spur unfounded you know conspiracy theories, but at the same time, it seems a little, you know, if it quacks like a duck or walks like a duck, <coughs> it yeah. might be a duck. It's not, it's not a giraffe. Yeah. So you know, a couple of things that 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 really seem to tie in with this whole thing from my brain, which is, you know, you know, you take it take it for what it is. Um, you know, this whole world agenda with the with this, you know, one government to rule the world, depopulation, you know, the the live in the pot, eat the bugs and and you will have nothing and, you know, we we you know, where are we going with this? And and it seems that it's this big push and evidently, uh, by we saw in in the votes tallied through uh, last midterm election, the youth of of today are eating it up. And well, that's because youth is wasted on the young. Yes, typically always. stupid because they don't always. have the perspective and and but wisdom to. For the first time, we're wa- we're watching a, a a a virus that doesn't affect the young. Usually, it's the young and the elderly that well, are most acceptable. Well, it's more like the. You can't say it doesn't affect the young, okay? What it what it does is, because let's face it, even if you don't have any symptoms, you're still a carrier. Yeah. All right. So, um, but young, but usually it doesn't affect them as much. Usually, young children and right. el- elderly people die from the flus and and these sort of things. And it's usually because they're stronger and they have more active immune systems. All right, there's a big difference in the immune system be, uh, between, say, an 18-year-old and a 68-year-old. Yeah. Okay, and then when you start piling things on, like the 68-year-old may have COPD. Mm-hmm. All right, and... Uh, high blood pressure. High blood pressure uh, yeah, and whatever diabetes, else. You, you, yeah, 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 yeah. You're just making things worse. No, granted, but but what my, where I'm leading on this is that it, it looks like if this thing was actually designed in a lab, it was probably designed to not affect the young as much as the the elderly well which is which is it obviously was it obviously was created in a lab yeah so because there's a um i believe they call it a ferman cleavage cleavage yes okay that uh is in cleveland cleavage Uh like split tits no, not tits. It's oh. like split, a cut, something like that. Oh, in the that's uh, sequence? In the, that's in the spike protein, which yeah. does not... With the chances are very good. It did not yeah. evolve naturally. So if they created this in the lab, which we think they did, and then they released it on the public, which we, they, we think we, they did, and it, it, it disproportionately affects elderly people, which it did, it gets rid of a large swatch of population that usually votes differently than the youth. Well, I'm I'm looking at it from the point of view that if you were going to eliminate a large percentage of the population, you would eliminate the population that doesn't produce anything. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because um, older people 
That's what you say, because we're in that that zone. Well, older people aren't as productive as younger ones. And I'm going to hit you with the microphone. Okay, in a few especially seconds. if you live in a country like you know a Western nation or China or something like that, oh. where where the elderly are starting to become the majority. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay, and what they become is devourer of, of resources, tax mm-hmm. money, um, healthcare resources. Yep. All right, and it just they they <clears throat> become essentially wards of the state. Yeah. And um, and they're harder to manipulate. Yeah. Unlike the the younger, the youth. Well, it's, you know, which that's a lifetime worked, of experience. Which, which they've worked on for the last 30 years in our in our universities right. and I colleges. Because think about it this way, all right? Um, this is the, the first population probably in the history of the world mm-hmm. where we have entire generations of people who are retired. Yeah. Okay, and they're sometimes being retire, retiring... For a stretch of years that is uh, greater than their productive years were. Because right? uh-huh. think of it this way. Um, you're born the first, let's say, 20 to 25 years of your life. You're not really doing anything productive. Yeah. And by, what I mean by productive is you're not really doing anything that contributes mm-hmm. a value to society. You're not yeah. probably not growing food. You're not building anyone a house. Yeah. All right, you're not curing then, some kind of disease yeah. or something like that. You're pretty much, and then twenty five to forty, you are right. That's probably your yeah. peak productive years, and then from say forty forty five on to sixty five, you're just kind of hanging on for a while. <laughs> yeah. All right, and then comes sixty five, and that's it. You're not working anymore. And the way modern medicine works, um, it's a very good chance you're gonna going to live for the next thirty five years. Yeah. <laughs> 30 or 35 years, you know, maybe. Uh, I was with my uh, stepdad. He's 71, and he's going for his uh, second-hand surgery. He's already got a pacemaker, by the way. He's got diabetes, high blood pressure, blah, blah, blah. Um, And he's not, you know, he was never a heavy guy or anything by that nature. Um, He's got carpal tunnel, so he's going, he had the right-hand surgery, now he's going for the left-hand surgery. And I was with him while he was taking his pills yesterday, and he literally took, I think it was eight to ten medications. Yeah. And he goes at night, it's it's more. He takes mm-hmm. more at night. Right. I don't. I, I could. I, I I won't live like that. I mean, I take my vitamins. I do. I do take one, um, medication because I had some health issues, and um, other than that, I take just vitamins. D, yeah, I usually C, don't take anything. You know. I, I, zinc. I'm even more lucky to take aspirin. Magnesium. Sometimes. You know, I take I take all those. Just uh, try to stay above the yeah. curve. You know. And so, so, if you were going to eliminate a, a portion of the population, that's probably the one you want to eliminate. Yeah. Now, um, when you take into consideration declining birth rates over the last few decades. Oh, and and don't forget the spike that we have in stillborns. Stillbirths. Right. That's a that's another thing that that's, may be a consequence of COVID vaccination. Yeah, it's, it's it's the highest numbers we've seen in decades. Right. Well, that would kind of make sense because <clears throat> um, they want to control the population. Well, no, I'm talking about with the clotting thing. Mm-hmm. Right. There's uh, usually yeah. a lot of blood and whatever and, else. And, and let's not let's not forget that the vaccines were never tested to suppress transmission. Was never tested. They, they were never tested. Out. Period. Yeah. It seems like. Yeah. Uh, well, the eight mice on the uh, yeah the booster shot maybe, 
But um, they never tested it, and they lied. They lied, and they lied, and they lied. And everybody says, don't trust the science. And my response to that would be, well, listen, (laughs) they they made these things in like a couple of friggin' months. They started distributing them by the billions, and nobody had ever done any research on long-term effects that there hasn't been any time to do any science. Yeah. Now, now things like uh, Bill Gates and um, some of the people that, that are aligned with his positions of the world, like, um, you know, there's been books written about the viruses that are going to come out and what's, mm. and pretty much dictating what actually went on before it actually happened. Uh, there was actually books written about COVID-19 or something Something about a COVID virus that would come out and and they would clamp yeah, down I mean, society. It's a, it's a it's been a common theme of literature for a long time. But I'm it's, just gonna. But but Bill Gates. I know exactly where you're going. Okay, then go. And I'm just gonna stop you there for a Why? second. Okay. Let's not get too carried away with the Malthusian sort of theory uh-huh. that overpopulation is going to lead to human extinction because we're I don't run believe out of that. Food. Listen, the world's population has been believe. steadily climbing and we've been feeding people relatively well to the point where the problem in most societies now is not people starving to death. It's but the it's corruption. No, it's, <laughs> it's morbid obesity. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, so. Well, that's 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 a highly a Western problem, um, but. Well, it's happening in Africa too. Well, well, I don't know. I don't know. Well, listen, I talked to my 2% black brothers. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Okay, so what the problem is is that we have no problem producing everything we need at this moment, right? With with uh, six point eight billion people, um, the problem is is that as we produce more, we become more wealthy. There's, you know, there's the number of poor are, are is the lowest it's ever been, right. um, and the number of hungry is is the lowest it's ever been. Now, right. that being said, what happens is that in some of these countries like Africa. It sets up a way to become incredibly rich, incredibly quick, and right. and the food doesn't always make it to where it needs to be, uh, because of it's used you know, as a political weapon, by a political weapon, or, power, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, you know, that's why that's why the people that mine for these fucking um, electric batteries are usually children mm-hmm. in Africa, children in China. And, you know, it, it becomes just manipulation and power control. Well, this is... As opposed to just getting it mined and then shipping it out, <clears throat> which this, I this don't is, agree with the mining part. Anyway, something but. that Orwell touched on in 1984, okay, is that um, a population means- that is on the verge of starvation is easier to control and manipulate yep. than one that is relatively comfortable because when people get comfortable... Mm-hmm. Uh, they start to become better educated. Yeah. When they become better educated and they're aware of um, things like uh, right and wrong, the options they may have, <laughs> yeah. um, they have some sense of history, Some, um, the more difficult they become to control. Yeah. Now, I am not, by nature, a conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. All right. I think most conspiracy theorists are knuckleheads. And uh, they have this habit of uh, beginning with a premise and then going backwards in time to pick out the information that mm-hmm. that buttresses that that premise. Yeah, and 
ignoring everything else. Mm-hmm. And if you present them with evidence that says, hey, listen, this is why you're wrong. Yeah. Well, then you're a member of the Mossad or you're a shill for big oil or whatever mm-hmm. it happens to be. And so you can never, you're never going to convince any anybody who's, lo- you know, who wants to believe you're that, a that this is what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And this this particular movie is really, really heavy on the Malthusian yeah. sort of population bomb shit, which um, back in the 70s was a big, big deal, but it's been proven wrong. Yeah. All right. But there's so many of these um, events that are happening that are related to conspiracies that people have been talking about for yeah. a long time that you have to at least raise an eyebrow and go, hmm, mm-hmm. maybe there's something to that. Yeah. Um, no, I. if you're asking me whether I believe a whole bunch of rich guys and world leaders get together on an uncharted aisle in the middle of the in the ocean and... No, they do it in and, Davos. And hang out in a hollowed-out volcano like a bunch of Bond villains. Well, okay, uh, so no. two two things we know we are true. They do get together, but they use Davos as their place. We just saw the World Economic Forum and all the yeah. world leaders get to go there. Uh, and uh, there's a bunch of unelected... world. Uh, unelected people there that dictate what goes on in the rest what, of the world. What, you mean like the European Parliament or, oh, I don't know, the American bureaucracy? Well, no. I'm not, I'm not specifically talking about that. Okay, because those are unelected people right, who pretty put, much tell everybody else how they should live. Put that stuff back in your bag. I know you've been waiting to pull it out. What but stuff? That stuff you just pulled out. <laughs> to be unelected bureaucrats. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you, what you're talking well, about is not really a conspiracy, okay? No. It, it's... It, what I'm talking it's about is a system has, that's evolved and it's been out in the open for, for talk, decades. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the unelected leaders like Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, who dictate where the planet goes as far as climate change and, and, and virus virology and right, all that stuff. Were, but there were lawyers in the EPA who have more um, power and ability to affect things than Bill Gates does. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't what, know. what Bill Gates does. Bill, is, Bill Gates what, puts that put just recently put in like three hundred million to uh, local yeah, media. Companies. He finances them. Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. He finances the propaganda. That guy, arm. That guy has yes. Yes. The Bill propaganda. Ga- arm. But Bill Gates is not going to come to your front door and take away your Second Amendment rights, or no. he's not going to come over and personally infect you with COVID. No. Okay. It just so happens that he believes this shit too. Mm-hmm. All right, he's a guy with more money than he knows what to do with. Yeah, and he's under this impression that because you know he's brilliant and rich, he has some sort of social responsibility to yeah. the rest of the planet. Mm-hmm. And really, what it's about is for people like Gates is not that they give a fuck what happens to you. Mm-hmm. They don't care if you live or die. Yeah. Okay. Instead, what they want is they want the ability to make society think the things that they think, mm-hmm. behave the way they behave. Yep. Okay. And because that's exactly it, my point. Because it makes them comfortable. Because yep. otherwise, they, Nobody, otherwise they might have to consider the possibility that they could be wrong. Yeah. So that's my point with the Klaus Schwab's and the Bill Gates of the world and the people meeting in Davos to dictate how the rest of the world will follow. Also, um, there is a... Um, oh, I, you know, and I can't forget. Well, well let me well, ask you who, this. Who's the... Um, when they when they worship the owl, Moloch or whatever the fuck it is, uh, on the island, Reagan used to go. All the all the uh, ex presidents go or used to go. Um, it's that ceremony where they worship the owl. Do you oh, know? really? 
I've never heard uh, of this. I gotta, I gotta, is this is this the Jekyll Island bullshit? I don't think it's Jekyll Island. Or with the Federal Reserve Bank? No. Is no. it that place in California? Yes. Uh, Coconut Grove? Yes. Okay. That's it. Coconut Grove. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Never mind. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so that's when you lose me. They do. No, 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 no. But that was your point. And that's my point. But there, my, are, there are but my giant that, owl worshiping people that try to control the world. And they also gather and in, in, not in secret anymore because they don't care if you know. They There's never, nothing you can do. They never did. I mean, this is a constant throughout yeah. history. But do you think Roman emperors didn't want to rule the world? Yeah, of course they did. You think Hitler didn't want to rule the world? Of course okay, he did. it's not a secret. Yep, it's not a secret, and it's obviously it's a lot of it is actually explainable without mm-hmm. having to get into this sort of cloak and dagger secret behind closed no, doors, smoking back room there bullshit. Is none, but you 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 paint it that way, and they do it right in well, front of your I'm, face. Well, I'm sorry if I'm painting it that way. Yeah. Okay, but it's just when you some of these people are just absolute fucking kooks, but. Um, but these things do exist. Is what yes, and, and sometimes there is a conspiracy. They may be right. A blind squirrel occasionally finds an acorn too. Mm-hmm. All right, but I I don't believe somebody got together and said, "Hey, let's create a virus, um, accidentally on purpose, release it, kill a bunch of bill, you know, millions of people, and then you know, force a vaccine on them that's going to kill millions more." What what what's probably happened okay. with COVID? Is you get a bunch of scientists who get this really, they think it's a really great idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, how about this? How about we create something that's uh, not really a problem, but it gives us the ability to create the cure, and then we can say, hey, look at what science did. Keep funding us. And then they fuck up the cure that bad? They fucked up everything that badly. Good. All right. Listen, if- I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with the... Well, we let's let's you know create the cure to make a lot of money because I, that's because that's I what gain. Agree, of, I don't disagree with that. That's what gain of function research yeah, is. Yeah. All right. There's a point beyond where it goes. There's a where it goes beyond scientific curiosity. Mm-hmm. What would happen if I did this? Why Why would Boston College create a coronavirus eighty percent stronger than the ones yeah. we already been through? Right. A super what, corona what, because what, that's exactly why? what we needed. Why would you do that? What, honestly, answer that question. Is well, there, is there it's a either, either, rational it's either, explanation? It's either a weapon. Yeah. Okay. Or you have people who are so convinced of their own superiority, intellectually, morally, whatever else, ethically, mm-hmm. that they, they begin to think, I have the right to do these things, and they don't stop to think, should I do these things? Yeah. Yeah, so evidently the world now, is on fire. A traditional conservative would say that that's because they're godless heathens. Oh, right? okay. And they, they're, not for, <laughs> they're not following some sort of moral or ethical code yeah. that, that would stop them mm-hmm. at a certain point. If you're a leftist, you say, well, that's just the price of progress. Uh-uh. Okay? The, the leftist sort of philosophy is, well, you can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. <laughs> but then if you ask, well, where's the omelet? They yeah. said, well, you know, it's never really been tried. <laughs> so we, no, Nobody's we, actually tried to make the omelet We yet, know they so. never really tested the virus. They just, you know, but at, at what point, you know, now that they, they, you can't sue them, you can't. No, because they've been given immunity. But yeah. the thing is that immunity can be taken away. The same way it was given to them yes, by an I active agree. government, it can be taken well, away from them. What's going to have to happen is that employees will sue their employer who mandated it. 
Yeah, but, and that's what's going to trigger off the, the I can say is the trickle long, up effect. Yeah, the, the longer I remain unvaccinated, the more I'm convinced I made the right decision. Yes. All right. Yeah. But let, let's look at um, what we sort of kind of know about COVID so far. Okay. okay. Originally, this this started out as a U.S. military program. They mm-hmm. were trying to use coronaviruses as a form of biological warfare. <laughs> Okay, this is not new. Governments all over the world oh do this all the time. God, no, I, I, I totally, I agree a hundred percent. that what you're saying is factual. But just, just for one reflection moment, yes, just reflect on this: that you create a virus that that's highly contagious, contagious, right? Kills, and and, and how small the world is today. You well, know that that is world has always height. been the same size. It's just more interconnected yes, than it ever exactly. was. Yes, exactly. Now you can take a plane and be anywhere within right. twelve hours. So now that, apparently- that, you weren't able to do that forty years ago. No. Well, maybe forty, fifty. No. Hundred years ago would have been unheard of. It would have yeah. taken you like a week. Yeah. To cross the Atlantic so, in a ship. So it's like okay. So in my five bedroom mansion, I live in. Wink, wink. So I have 14 family members that live in that, but only, you know, two are in my bedroom, two are in each bedroom. That's, that's your 10. And then you got a, well, one or two uncles in the kitchen or in, in the toilet. Well, if I make that in my little bedroom, you know, it's going to spread beyond my bedroom to the rest of the house. Yeah. And, and, and it and just, they, it just makes no sense. To create a highly infectious disease that will well, spread it makes, all over the world depends on what you're. Then you just you you killing your own troops and people is it, part of the plan. It depends on it's part of the plan. Yeah, but it depends on. Well, no, because look at it this way: people have used chemical warfare before too. The reason they stopped doing it was because, for the reason you just said, it affected your own troops too. Yeah, but here we are making... The wind shifted, you know, you fired phosgene gas over yeah. at the Germans yeah, in World no, War I. I the wind yeah. shifted and it came back. If you if you dropped mustard gas on the front lines, well, guess what? Uh-huh. Stayed in the soil for weeks. So now the territory you move into, now your guys are getting residual infections. Yeah. We saw it in Iraq where people say there were no weapons of mass destruction. Fuck that. They found 5,000 weapons of mass uh-huh. of destruction. And these guys, the, all this stuff with the burn pits and whatever else. Yeah. This, this is the residue from chemical weapons that are left over. If if your um, your intent is to create something that kills or debilitates people in large numbers, yeah, it's here's something that's not really considered very much when it comes to you talking about military things. You don't necessarily have to kill people on a large scale. Uh huh. Okay. If you incapacitate them. Yeah. In large numbers, it's not yeah. only much more humane; it's cheaper for you, but it or you really be, you release, but it becomes a tax on the enemy. You release a virus, you make everybody stay home, you destroy the economy. Well, even as as a battlefield, you arrest implement. people for jogging around the block. Yeah, but even as a battlefield impl- implement, a, yeah. a wounded man on the battlefield takes four other soldiers off the battlefield because yeah. he's got to be cared for. Yeah, so. In the beginning, what we know is that the U.S. military was fooling around with this stuff. Yeah. Okay. Now, they were talking to the NIH, mm-hmm. which is what Dr. Fauci was in charge of one part of the, the yeah. NIH that had something to do with this. And the Army, well, I should say the military, because I don't know if it was yeah, exactly yeah. the yeah. Army that did it, got to this point where they started thinking to themselves, holy shit, uh-huh. th- this is just too dangerous even to use as a weapon. Yeah. 
even as a weapon of last resort, this that we should stop. Mm-hmm. Okay, we we should stop. Yeah. And then NIH apparently says, "Well, no. Why should we stop? <laughs> There's some valuable scientific insights that could be gained here." Yeah. And so. But they can't do it in the United States. Oh, let's okay? go to Wuhan. Because they have to do some <laughs> what's called gain-of-function research, which is they continually infect mm-hmm. a host with the same disease over and over and over to see how it evolves. Yeah. Okay? And it's it's essentially, it's the equivalent of a PhD science project. Okay? Mm-hmm. Just thinks that this would be real easy to do. Yeah. And uh, really cool to, to, to do because no one else has done it before because that's another thing. Yeah. Everybody wants to be first. Mm-hmm. But you can't do it in the United States because gain-of-function research in the United States is illegal. So they <laughs> so form it don't. out. So they form it out to the Chinese. But yeah. the thing is, is that the NIH can't directly go to the Chinese government and say, "Hey, you want to mm-hmm. pick this up where we left off?" Yeah. Because that's illegal too. Yeah. But there's a loophole. Uh-huh. And the loophole is that you can go to a third party, which is normally considered a non-governmental organization. This uh-huh. is just some sort of... By the way, it's ridiculously easy to become a non-governmental organization. <laughs> All you have to do is pay a lawyer to fill in the right paperwork. Nice. Okay, and so they get this uh, this British guy whose name eludes me for the moment, and he essentially says, okay, um, give me the money, I will funnel it, to uh-huh. the Chinese at the Wuhan Institute of Virology <laughs> yep. in Wuhan, China. Mm-hmm. They'll do the work that you can't do, and they'll share the data with you. Yeah. And Fauci went, oh, okay. Yeah. And that's what they did. So they they funded the virus first by the U.S. military and then by Chinese authorities through a third party. Mm. And they thought, well, gee, this is pretty cool. Okay, yeah. So we can... We can create something that nobody else has ever created before, and we can create a cure for it. And even though it's illegal to do any of this stuff, <laughs> because we're doing it through this sort of cardboard cutout NGO, yeah. Yeah. we're all in the clear. Didn't they put Fauci on the uh, stand the other day? Or yeah, Fauci is being currently being deposed by the attorney generals of Louisiana and Missouri. Ah. And... These two states are bringing lawsuits that said that the um, governmental orders for uh, shutdowns were were clearly unconstitutional and illegal, and that the federal government should reimburse the states for the costs that that were incurred. Okay, so now they depose Fauci, and suddenly the guy doesn't know anything. Oh, Shocking. Now, this is the man who, um, if you remember correctly, this is the direct quote. Mm-hmm. I am science. Yes. Okay? I remember that. He wrapped himself in the in, in the mantle of uh, yeah. scientific research yeah. and endeavor. With and that it, smug look on his yeah, face. And, and with the sort of intention of making himself look uh, unassailable. Yep. In some way. You, you can't question what I did. I'm a scientist, man. Yeah. Okay. Now so I don't now, remember shit. So now they're asking him all kinds of questions. What did you know? When did you know it? Where did the money go? How yeah. did this work? What? And Fauci all of a sudden says, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know a damn thing. Listen, man, I'm not a scientist. I'm a bureaucrat. Mm. I run a $6 billion government agency. How the how hell do I know about coronaviruses and whatever? Well, listen, because you've been on television every day for the last two fucking years yeah. telling us everything we're supposed to know about coronaviruses. And you've been formulating public policy. Yeah. 
which in retrospect is starting to look like it was a fucking disaster. We were probably better off letting everybody get sick. Yeah. One and done. Because that's the experience of the Swedes and some other countries. Yeah. Oh, right. Africa's got a 6% uh, vaccination rate. Yeah. <laughs> and COVID hardly existed out there. Well, there could be other reasons for that, too. Like, for example, it's not like people... All right, if you look at the beginning of the pandemic, yeah. where were the worst cases? All right, so Rome, mm-hmm. Athens, London, Berlin, New mm-hmm. York, Seattle, San Francisco, yeah, uh, Washington, D.C., what, Chicago, what... What are these places? They are transfer hubs and oh, international yeah. oh, air yeah. routes. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. All right. And so you had people who were uh, had caught this thing in China. Oh, yeah. Traveled. And they traveled back and forth, and they mm-hmm. went through all of these international transfer hubs yep. to catch connecting flights to wherever they want to go. And that's how the disease got here. Yep. Oh, yeah. Especially, and in the cities like New York and Seattle... San Francisco, which have large Asian populations. Yeah. Okay. Um, Vancouver was another one. Okay. they. You, you see the videos coming out of China? Oh, about the workers revolting and things like well, that? People are revolting, but at the same time, they're still on serious lockdown. Yeah. Like to the, to the point where people are herded every day. Every day you're taking COVID tests and you're herded out of your building into... Uh, a square or something and they're testing you and yeah. and then if you test positive you're sent away to this uh, isolation facility and it's Listen, crazy I, man I don't care what happens in China we should you know we well, should to the, to this extent all right, I'm gonna yeah. qualify this we have to stop giving a fuck what happens in other countries oh no I agree I agree I definitely agree to, uh, to the to the minute detail that yeah. that we do right now yeah all right. If you're, you're talking about global warming, if you're talking about global pandemics, you're yeah. gonna, I don't give a fuck if people on the other side of the planet die in <laughs> like massive numbers. Okay. Okay. Well, because then it, it doesn't comes mean, here. It comes here because, eventually. Because here's, here's the thing. Uh-huh. Okay. Because here's a novel idea. Do you think they give a fuck if Americans die in oh, massive no, numbers? Of course not. No. Of course not. Okay. But what I do want to know, what I am concerned about specifically when it comes to China is, why the fuck did you do this? Uh-huh. How did it get out? Yeah. And who paid for it? Yeah. No, I agree. Because right now everything points at, at, at Dr. Fauci, who's about to gallop off into the sunset yeah. with 5 million bucks in Pfizer stock and a yep. government pension where he's going to make more than the president of the United States. Yep. And here's the guy who got up in front of you every day and told you what you should do and how you should live and how you should think and how you should behave. And not to, not to mention the numerous times he flip-flopped. Yeah. And then he tells you, oh, why are you listening to me? What do I know? I'm yeah. not a scientist. I'm a bureaucrat. Yeah. So, anyway, this this all comes out of, of the movie we watched uh, where you see a lot of the, the repercussions <laughs> of what could be caused by the vaccines and um it, it was it was you know it was it was an eyeful it definitely was man well uh, all these some, excess deaths that we're going through some, something i took away from this was, was this is now no longer a pandemic of unvaccinated people yeah this has now become a pandemic of the vaccinated yo uh, f- they said f- uh, up to 58 percent of all the deaths from covid 
are now from vaccinated from vaccinated people and boosted now there are those who would say well that statistic well you know we've pushed the vaccine so much just we vaccinated so many people of course uh well you know it skews the number and it's like then, well, then how do you attest to the numbers that say that we are well above excess death mortality rates than we were during covid what, I'm just devil's advocate here. What's You're up gonna with ask that? me to put on my why math am, major hat? Why are more people dying now than during COVID? Okay, well it's not necessarily due to COVID per se. Think think no. of all the other things that happened. Think of all the other things that happened that were ancillary to COVID. What do you mean? If you needed surgery, you yeah. couldn't get it because the hospital's priority was so, taking care of COVID. So for in the last fewer cancer screenings. Okay. People, which, which, by which, the way, w- cancers are exploding. Right. Okay. So normally the, the, the best way to stop a cancer was to detect it early. If you yeah. couldn't get a cancer screening because it was delayed or rescheduled or just canceled outright because, okay. because so of COVID. Let, let, me, let me back you up for a second. Because people became more sedentary because you couldn't leave your house for two okay. years. Let me stop you there. Yeah. Stop. Right. Just shut up. Okay. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I wanted to get a word in. You could just you tell me, shut back. the fuck up anytime. Shut the fuck up. Okay, I'm shutting the fuck up. Um, so I've had no problems. I've had health health problems. Yeah. Um, uh, just within the last six months. But I've had no problems seeing a doctor, period. Before that and since then, no problems. They call me and tell me when I could go see. And I've seen every special cardiology uh, epidemi- uh, epidemi- whatever, yeah, that doctor. Epidemiologist. Yes, epid- I, I've seen eye doctors. I've seen mm-hmm. regular doctors, uh, pulmonary doctors, because I had I had something going go on that we couldn't figure out. I'm not sure if it's vaccine related, but I've got no answers since then. But I, you know, definitely turned it around, and you know, I exercise now. I drink mostly water. I eat better. Mm-hmm. Cut out all the snacks, by the way. Um, but. I had it. I had health problems, and I was. I had no problem seeing doctors. None. Okay, but and and and, and to to boot. Yeah. While the pandemic was raging, I delivered food for a vegan place. Okay, I've talked about this on yeah. the show. I needed a job, any job. I didn't want to stay at home. I couldn't. You know, I'd go fucking nuts, and you know, of course, I need, need to make money. We had a contract with one of the largest COVID centers on Staten Island University Hospital. Mm-hmm. And I would go every almost every eh, three four times a week and deliver lunch for the troops and for the uh, the the doctors. I don't know if they were doctors there, but the COVID testers, whatever you want to call them. And um, I was there at least three times a week, every week during the height of the pandemic. Um, I never caught COVID from them, by the way, or you know any of these excursions. I also served the hospital, which is right down the block. They would also order, and I would deliver there in the mm-hmm. midst of the pandemic. Um, never saw hospitals overwhelmed. Uh, only once or twice I saw the lines for the COVID drive-throughs actually align. Right. Never really saw it out of control. Or any anything that the media was telling you. It's something I I told you. Yeah. Quite some time ago. It was only the public. It hospital. was the public yes. hospitals that yeah. failed. I agree. Okay. I agree. I agree. Now. University Hospital is not a public hospital. That's the Northwell Health yeah. System. Yes. So it was the government-run hospitals that were overwhelmed. Yeah. Well, because they can't get out of their own way. I get yeah. that. I get that. 
Um, see, now you made me forget my point. But, okay, oh, you were so saying, the yeah. point the point was is that I never had a problem seeing the doctor, even in uh, any time in 2021. Right. Period. Okay, so now we're moving into 2023. Are, are, are people just lazy enough where they'll go through vomiting blood or shitting blood or or massive pains in their body or semi-strokes and not go to a doctor? I don't think that's, here, here, that you know. Here's what you're overlooking. You live in New York City. Yeah. Okay. We have probably more hospitals per square yeah, mile in no, New York City. I get City. that. I get that. What happens when you live in East Woody Buttfuck, Mount Montana? Well, there's hospitals. Right, but the nearest hospital might be 30, 50 miles away. Uh-huh. Okay? And due to COVID protocols, they may be all, they may be even more quickly overwhelmed than a place like Elmhurst Hospital in Queens because they just don't have the facilities, they don't have the beds. But you need to see your oncologist. Uh-huh. And they tell you, well, you can't see your oncologist right now. We're on COVID protocol, and those that's our priority. All right. Well, then you're screwed. Well, he, which I listen in 2020. I, okay, that happened. Sure, right. Didn't happen in 2021, though. It did. Not to it the did. same extent, but because it did. We live. We live in 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 a place where they're just waiting to fucking tow the company line, and you know everywhere you go, mask required, vaccination proof required. Everywhere you could put a sign, mm-hmm. there is a sign. You know, we live in one of the other boroughs of New York City. By extension, is is you know the Democratic the Dem, the Democrat stronghold. So, mm-hmm. you know, Staten Island at any point they they try to toe the line with the massive amounts of 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 Democrats we have on the northern border on the northern island, the south, mid, the south part of the island is dark red. Oh yeah, mid is blue. And then you have your northern part, which is very, very blue. Right. So closer to the other boroughs. They, they, you know, they want to just preach and be woke, and you get your vaccine and wear your mask. Well, look, and you, you don't. You don't see. You don't see white people on on, on any of the bus uh, advertisements anymore. You don't see white people on the train advertisements anymore. Now, because because it's that woke culture that they're trying to promote. Okay, now, but I think we're sort of drifting away here. No, but. But there's ample reason for them to have kept these, you know, um, the these 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 protocols, and okay. they didn't, and they didn't. So, All right. so no, no, no. All right. So, now, now, so now your, your imaginary going. Montana buttfuck hospital that that is, first of all, you know, depending on where it is. Well, let's put my example. Has nothing, our... has nothing on the New York City well, and, then and let's... the woke. Well then, let's we put it, well, then let's put it in terms of New York City. Yeah. Okay. What happens when, um, well, if you have private insurance, you're, you're golden. You can go anywhere. Sure. And people will see it. Uh-huh. What happens when you are on Medicare or you're on Medicaid, right? You have to use, you have to use the public hospital. Nope. You do not. You okay. do not. Here's Northwell ha- Health? North, North, yeah, but here's the thing. If you needed long-term care, Northwell Health is eventually going to transfer you to a public hospital because you're on Medicaid. Oh, I don't know. I have no okay. idea. Yeah. Listen, I got this straight from a pulmonologist at New York Presbyterian. Mm-hmm. Guy's tops. Yeah. Guy knows exactly what he's talking about. 
during the pandemic, yes, the hospital was crowded. They were seeing more patients, okay? But for them, it wasn't any worse than would have been in one of the more recent flu outbreaks. Yeah. Okay? They were seeing a lot of patients. But they were doing okay. Uh-huh. Then what happened was Mario, um, I'm sorry, Andrew Cuomo, with his uh, nonsense flatten the curve bullshit, yeah, sent the state police into the hospital to take uh-huh. their equipment, take their drugs, uh-huh. and give them to the public hospitals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that were failing. They were overwhelmed. Yeah, because for every patient that might go into a hospital, into let's say New York Presbyterian, yeah, um. You might have got at Jacoby Hospital, you might have had five. Uh huh. Okay. Because people don't have private insurance. They're dependent on the public health care system. And yeah. so they have to go to a public hospital. Okay. All right. Which now, it's not true. It's not strictly true. They can't it's not. turn. Now, a private hospital can't turn you away. Uh huh. Okay. Well, Here's I, the thing. Can I tell you they a story? can't turn can I, you away. Can I tell you? Uh, they can't refuse you treatment. Uh huh. But the standard procedure is. Okay. If you are Medicare or Medicaid, uh-huh. right? You don't have any other insurance. Okay. What, okay. What, what, Not so much Medicare, but what, more Medicaid, I should what, say, what, which is a state. What happens when you have no insurance? Okay. They don't turn you away either. It's illegal for them to turn you away. Uh-huh. But eventually what they'll do is they'll give you the, the treatment you need to be stabilized uh-huh. and then transport you to a public hospital. Okay. So now I'm going to tell you a private story. Okay. A personal story. Yes. Okay. Uh, I moved down to Florida at the end of 2017. Florida and New York are two different animals. Oh. I had no insurance. I just started a business. Yeah. I was planning on starting my business. I hadn't actually started yet. Spent all my money on on two trucks uh, and allocating uh, a place to store my stuff, a warehouse, two separate warehousing, and spent a lot of money. And right before that, I suffered a bleeding aneurysm. Okay. I had no insurance. I mm-hmm. put all my money into trucking and warehousing, and I didn't actually start my business yet. I was just prepping. The business was starting in August, and uh, the end of May, I had already gone through several months of like excruciating pain when I did certain things, but it mm-hmm. wasn't all the time. It's only when my blood was really pumping hard. Um. And then one day, like the end of May, beginning of June, I said, that's it. I can't, I don't know what's going on. Something's wrong. So I went and, I, you know, put me in the CAT scan and everything else. I had a bleeding aneurysm. It was, uh, it wasn't large enough to actually do something about. Like they have sizes that they, they, mm-hmm. they'll wait. But because of when I was, uh, you know, ex, ex, uh, externing a lot of for- energy, it would start to, to like do things like that. And I don't know if anybody... You don't want that because it feels like every time it does that, it's like your brain is on lava. Mm-hmm. It just burns and it burns to the point of pain that you can't, you can't even describe. So anyway, um, and I went to a, a local area hospital right outside of Tampa where I, where I lived and they shipped me to the, the neural specialist in the St. Pete mm-hmm. private hospital, the best neuros. Neural scientist or whatever, whatever. Probably because they couldn't take care of you there. Yeah, they couldn't. They right. were a regular, just hospital, little small one. So they shipped me there, and then I spent the next twenty-one days there, no insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, they comped my stay. The doctor that did the surgery did it 
a second time. They do it once, and then six less than six months later, they do it a second time to follow and make sure everything's clear. They do everything except right. for put a stent in your brain, yeah, which now, they did the first time. Now, there's exceptions to every rule. So the, he okay, did this, generally, the that's same what procedure happens. twice for free. Yeah. They compromised stay, and then they gave me, uh, I think it was a thousand um, blood pressure medication pills to make sure I stay at a certain level mm-hmm. through, you know, for whatever. Um, bro, they did everything for, you know, a private hospital did everything for nothing. They didn't have to. They they wrote it off to charity, which was very nice of them. Right. Um, See, that's a charity case. That's not, that's not public health care. Okay. No, but but the same can be said, you know. Right. There are times when it doesn't work that way. And who okay. the fuck is, you know, I don't know, man. Okay. I don't know. There, just, there are times when it doesn't work the way I've described. Why did it okay. work for me the one, 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 that one time I needed it? Okay, because. It worked. Because you walked I'm lucky? In, no, because you walked into a hospital with a, with, a, with a complaint. That hospital couldn't help you. They sent you to a hospital that could. Uh-huh. Okay, because otherwise, if they said, get the fuck out of here, you can't yeah, pay. I would die, and they would... you die, yeah. and then they open a lawsuit, and it's yeah. also illegal. You can't be denied health care in the United States, no matter what hospital you walk into. Yeah. It's not... It, it, it's not the the malady or ability to pay that well let's put it to you this way if, I don't know. If, if, seemed, if you if you just, were having a heart attack right uh-huh. now okay and the closest hospital to you was um let's say um let's say it's new york presbyterian that's a that's a that's a for-profit hospital in new york okay that's the closest place that they can get you to to save your life uh-huh. All right. So now what's going to happen is New York Presbyterian you, you're can't not re- turn you away because you're not you don't really have gonna, insurance. You're not really going to answer my statement. I'm, I'm going to answer your question. A, why a, does a, it happen? A 20 minute story. No, they're not going to. They're <laughs> not going to refuse to save your life. Okay. If they can. Okay. Okay. Now what's going to happen is, after your heart attack, you might sit around for a week or 10 days or something like that. Yeah. And then they're either going to send you home, because it's not economically viable to keep you hanging around i get that or they are going to transfer you to a hospital uh-huh. where the majority of the patients are on medicaid which is a state aid uh-huh okay and that's what's going to happen to you well it didn't now, happen to me is well it didn't point. happen to you but there were exceptions that you went to a hospital that's not a for-profit hospital you went to one that most likely was um a religious institution or some form of charity or something like that nope it was it was a regular it was part of Northwell Health. Okay, well, by the way, and maybe they it, have I arrangements, the, but you know, there's an exception to every rule. But generally speaking, uh, I don't think you know. I, look, the point of the debate in healthcare is the poor man doesn't get the same care as the rich man, which is bullshit because you get the same X-ray, the same MRI, the same drugs, the mm-hmm. same surgery. What the poor man doesn't get is the follow-up care. Yeah, because the hospital goes broke. Yeah. Giving him the follow-up care because Medicaid or Medicare never pay the the full amount. So what they do is wherever they possibly can, they will transfer you to one of those hospitals. Well, they didn't. Yeah. And then I got up uh, six months later. I had to go back for the same type of surgery where they go in, they look around, and you could see your brain. Well, yeah, because now that they've done this the first time. They have to make sure it works. They have to make sure it worked because that's a a CYA type of thing. The doctor did it for free again. Yeah, okay, why not? 
worked out the, that way the first time. Why not the second time? I don't know. But but it was the, the public hospitals that were overwhelmed in these mm-hmm. urban areas, okay? Yeah. Remember the famous images from Elmhurst in Queens, which, well, by them, the way... the them dancing? No. TikTok? No. When they oh. were pulling up the tractor, the refrigerated tractor trailers oh, and put the corpses see, in. I didn't see any of that. Oh, it was a big thing on NBC. Oh, okay. Okay, so to scare the shit out of you, they yeah. were showing you video from um, Elmhurst Hospital in Queens where uh, the death rate was so high that they couldn't store bodies anymore in their mm. little morgue, so they had to get these refrigerated trucks to come hold the, the corpses. Oh. And it was on television. Yeah. Okay, and this okay. was designed to tell you that, well, listen, this is what's happening here. We're all dying in such great numbers <laughs> that Oof. we're stacking people like cordwood in the back of a truck. Yeah. That's not what was happening in a place like, you know... Um, I can't even remember the name of the hospital now, but the the for profits or the uh, charitable organizations that wasn't happening there because uh-huh. they had the ability to take care of these things. A public hospital doesn't have the ability to take care of them at or at least in in those great numbers because they yeah. spend the most of the majority of their money on administration uh-huh. and outreach of yeah. various types okay and, and they're run by government bureaucrats which means they estimate the need in practice they always underestimate the need yeah and then they underestimate the cost yeah <laughs> and so that's why you get rationed care mm-hmm. essentially but um yeah but back to the movie though it was yeah it was uh something to think about it was definitely something you know that we could see going on uh, before before watching the movie, you know, I definitely saw a lot of the stuff that I had witnessed, uh, you know, online and through uh, various doctors and embalmers and and such. You know, it's just something to think about that if this is really happening, how much was intentional? How much was, you know, by accident? You know, that's up to I guess the viewer, but. It is after so much dumb fuckery. How do you say it wasn't intentional? Well, you have to think that most of the dumb fuckery was probably the cover up. It's the CYA that occurs after the oh shit. Yeah, well. Okay. The, the initial impulse hey, this is a good idea. Let's fuck with a virus. Yeah. Okay. And let's do it in such a way that we evade the law. And okay, we're yeah, going to do yeah, it. Yeah, I, I get that. Okay. And then, and then it's like, then comes the oh shit. Oh shit, it got out. It got out. Okay, yeah. because you 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 And and then you just proceed to double down on everything? Right, because the vaccine because, will stop stop because you know. at that point what option do you have? Okay? Because at that point um if you don't double down, if you don't try to brazen it out, you have to tell the truth. And if you yeah. have to tell the truth, you have to be held accountable. And if you're held accountable, uh, what happens? You go into jail, your reputation is ruined. All right. Um you're probably going to go bankrupt. Yeah. All right. So if you're an Anthony Fauci, an insignificant fucking shit stain, all right. um, Tell us what you really feel. Yeah. And this was your baby. Uh Uh-huh. And you're the point man. Yeah. You would do everything you can. And you have a vested interest in, yeah, in not going down because you okayed the research you funded it. 
You yeah. did it in contravention of law. You knew what you were doing. You probably knew what you were doing was wrong. Yeah. If it wasn't strictly legal, illegal, well, then at least it was morally and ethically questionable. Yeah. Okay? And then you form this out to a Chinese mm-hmm. lab, which is operating, which, by the way, is a level two lab. Yeah. And this is a level four virus. Yeah. Okay, and it's operating with uh, only the finest copies of 1950 Soviet era technology, <laughs> and so it's pretty much foreseeable what's going to happen, or what could potentially happen. Yeah, I and, don't know. At some point, people who have a moral compass, so, or as smart as Anthony Fauci thinks he is, has to say to himself, "Maybe I shouldn't do this." Unfortunately, he couldn't control himself. So they fucked up really bad and proceeded with the testing. It got out, and it started to infect the people all over the world. Right, because and if you, then yeah. and then you come out with a vaccine that does nothing for it. Nothing. 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 I had. It's probably COVID. deadlier than the disease. I had COVID before I got vaxxed. I got the two J and J shots, and mm-hmm. that was it. Um, happily over, um, 13, 14 months afterwards, my last shot. So I think I'm in the clear. Yeah. Um, cause they speak about five months and, and a year later. Yeah. That you really start to feel the effects on certain shots and boosters and stuff like that. But, um, yeah. So you come up with a vaccine, the cure, you come up with the cure that actually may be worse than the actual disease. Yeah. And Fauci's on, uh, again, he's on front of the television cameras last week going, well, you have to keep wearing a mask because now the, now the concern is long COVID. Look, here's, here's the thing. If you weren't frightened out of your fucking wits, Uh that this was the end of civilization as we (laughs) knew it, you might start asking questions. Yeah. First question is who the fuck is responsible for this? (laughs) Yeah. Who's in charge of this whorehouse? Yeah. Oh, it's a wet market. Okay. Look, they they, they knew from the beginning yeah. this was a lab leak. Yeah. They knew that from the oh, beginning. It, it's a wet market less than a mile away from the Wuhan Virology Lab. If I'm not mistaken, it's actually right next door. <laughs> Probably is. Okay, because that's how things oh, that's, work in China. That's where they get rid of their bats. They put it yeah. on the market okay. after they test Anybody it. who ever said... One yeah. man can't change the world, never fucked, and then ate a bat. Yeah. All right. So, oh, um, man. What, what's the lesson we learned from, let's say, Bill Clinton? <laughs> Is that when you did the rights, deny, 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 yeah. evade, lie, double down on something? What was that famous quote from Clinton when. Uh, I think it was James Carville said, this thing is going to bring down your presidency. He was uh-huh. talking about Monica Lewinsky. Yeah. And Clinton just looked at him and said, well, I guess we better win then. Yeah. Nice. All right. And this is the mentality that that um, is, uh, that arises inside government when people are not held accountable for yeah. anything. Yeah. It's sad. It's sad. But it's something to think about. It's something to, you know, I recommend watching it and... Uh, you know, keep in mind that it's a documentary. It doesn't mean it's the truth, but it brings up some real interesting tidbits and shows you some of the things that are going on. And well, at least it directs you in, in the in the way of formulating the questions you should ask. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, I mean we've we've watched Rand Paul beat the shit out of uh, Anthony Fauci for two years now. Yeah, 
Yeah. Okay. And Rand Paul's an actual doctor. Yeah. Practicing physician. Okay. Anthony Fauci is not. Anthony Fauci probably stopped practicing medicine oh, many, Jesus. many years ago. Yeah. And and Fauci, by the way, in case you didn't know, is the guy who formulated the response to AIDS. <laughs> yes, I knew that. He's yeah. the guy who formulated the response to Ebola, yep. Zika virus, all this other shit. It, it 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 seems that wherever Anthony Fauci goes, people die. People die. Yep. And there is never any accountability. Nope. Never. At, at what point um, does this cease? Yeah. All right. Now here it is. You have. <clears throat> I am not pronouncing on Fauci's guilt or innocence here. I'm just speculating that, let's put it this way. When you investigate something that's all fucked up, yeah. look for the guy that's in the middle. Because yeah. he's the one who knows everything. <laughs> yeah. All right. And he's, well, let's see what happens. Congress says He's up to his fucking collarbone. In January, when the new, con- new Congress takes over, they're going to uh, speak to Fauci. He's also being depositioned at the moment. Let's see where that goes. Let's see what happens. Unfortunately, there will be nobody held accountable. They never are. Never. Yeah. You, you never. should be out. Never are. You should, never mind, you know, Not gonna some career criminal getting beaten to death by the police. You should be out in the streets protesting this. Yeah. So, well, check it out. You can catch it on Rumble, by the way. Um, it was it was actually, yeah, it was pretty good. I watched it on YouTube, as a matter of fact. Oh, I watched it on Rumble. Okay. It, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't YouTube. I, I you sent up, me the link. Yeah, I picked it up at Instapundit. Uh-huh. Okay, and Instapundit linked it to the uh, the Rumble. Yeah. Site. Okay? okay. But I think you could see it pretty much anywhere. I, I, yeah, I just know I saw it on Rumble, so it was something good to watch, something and to think about. It's called Died Suddenly. And uh, check it out. Just don't go crazy after I you mean, watch it. We're watching a lot of shit lately. Two thousand mules died suddenly. Okay, yep. and things are starting. We to actually, go. we actually watched a couple episodes of She-Hulk. Yeah, She-Hulk. <laughs> we never did the review on that. Okay, because if <laughs> it you wasn't don't, worth it. because if you don't think She-Hulk is involved in this in some way, yeah, then you're, you're really you're, you're really a show, lost. You're a show for the Mossad. <laughs> Folks, we thank you for watching and, uh, oh, excuse me. No, we thank you for listening. Yes. Yes. Sorry. You don't R- want to R- watch what goes on R- here. R- show. <laughs> you, yeah, you don't want to watch what goes on here. It's it's thoroughly yeah. disgusting. It's not family friendly. Nope. And, um, nope. Nope. I'm surprised the authorities haven't shut us down. <laughs> but we appreciate you listening. Uh, stay tuned. We got more episodes coming up. And, uh. Thank you, Matt. Do we have any business, any shout-outs, anybody, anybody, somebody? No shout-outs. Bueller? No shout-outs. Well, hey, listen, it was a week with a holiday in it. Yeah, yeah. We pretty much took the week off. As far as the uh, business, it's the usual shit. We're still looking for 5,000 new sets of ears. Yes. Join the the Drive for Five, 5,000 new listeners, subscribers, followers, etc. before January 1st. TikTok. yeah, you'll be glad you did it, uh, and then you'll have um, really bad regrets afterwards. <laughs> tell your friends, uh, tell the people you hate, actually, because... <laughs> why not? <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, not only why not, but those are usually the people who say, well, I hate this, but why do you keep listening? Well, yeah. I want to find out what they say next. Yeah. yeah. So they can become more outraged. Exactly. Um, Catch Joe, the... Uh, 
journey at uh, Dark Odyssey. Yes. For all your paranormal needs. Yes, baby. Follow me at myplanetmyrules.blogspot.com. You can email us at pdidiots at gmail.com. That is pdidiots at gmail.com. <laughs> okay. Um, I have been arguing with Google now for about a month. Nice. Nice. Over and why got we nowhere. Could, well, no. I mean, that's apparently what happens when uh, your company is essentially run by H1B visas for whom uh-huh. English is the second language. <laughs> can you repeat the problem? <laughs> no, I don't understand what your problem is. Folks, okay. thank you so much. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll check you out next time. Uh, one other thing before oh, we go. Oh, what do we got? Like, follow, subscribe. Ooh, yeah. On whatever podcasting platform you're using. Yes, please do. We can yeah. use it. Find us on Facebook. Woohoo! Or don't find us at Facebook and <laughs> suffer for it. Yes, you will suffer. Suffer. Thank you, folks. Take care now. All right, bye. Gentlemen, my name is Dr. Evil. In a little while, you'll notice that the Kreplakistani warhead has gone missing. If you want it back, you're going to have to pay me one million dollars. Sorry. One hundred billion dollars. Gentlemen, silence. Now, Mr. Evil. Dr. Evil. I didn't spend six years in evil medical school to be called Mr. Thank you very much. It is the policy of the United Nations not to negotiate with terrorists. Really? So long.